Welcome to Connex, a global leadership platform for construction executives. Uh, today I have on the phone with me uh, Jamie Rhodes. Jamie, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. And you're with and and and, and help me with your company name. It's Servam. Servium. 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 Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. We'll see. I don't speak Latin. That's why. You know. But uh, <laughs> but uh. So uh, tell tell us about you. First of all, tell us about you. You know, kind of like where you grew up. What did you do? How did you get from where you were to where you are now? And then then uh, then kind of switch over to your company and and talk about your company. Sure. Um, well, thanks for having me. Um, my name is uh, Jamie Rhodes. Um, I am from a small town in Pennsylvania, Altoona, Pennsylvania. Um, you to be the railroad capital of the United States at one point. Um, the funny thing is I built, a, I built a guitar center there of all places. Oh, 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 wow. <laughs> <a small> okay. <laughs> that is a small world. Um, yeah, so grew up here. Um, my family actually uh, is uh, J.C. Oren's son. So construction has been in our blood. Um, my, my family business, um, has been around since 1889. They're one of the oldest general contractors in uh, in Pennsylvania. So um, that was kind of in our blood in the beginning. So I used to help my dad when I was younger and uh, um, construction's always been in my blood, I guess. So um, grew up here in Altoona. Um, I was really active with tennis. I played tennis um, for Altoona High for four years and it actually got me recruited uh to play at uh west point so i oh went wow. on to, yeah yeah so i i was interested in in the army anyways and uh tennis kind of helped me get to where i wanted to go uh, west point was something i was interested in and um tennis helped me to to go on that path so um it was entertaining i guess so um well that, that, i i didn't know you you went to west point that's phenomenal i have a good friend that went there and uh that's a invaluable education i'm sure that you probably have many many uh stories to tell and maybe great experiences yes yeah it was you know i People always ask if I always wanted to go to the army and because I don't really have a lot of military in my family. I think my, my grandfather was in the Korean War and that was pretty much about it. Um, but West Point just I, I went to a, a camp there in the summer before I applied and I just loved the history. I liked um, the schedule, you know, the discipline. It was all kind of right in line with what I, with what I wanted. So um, I went there and um, did four years and I branch engineers. So I did engineers when I was in the army. So that was kind of, it kind of fell hand in hand. It's funny because I originally wanted to go intelligence and I wasn't smart enough to get intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they, you know, they rank you on your class rank and I, I wasn't terrible, but I was always right in the middle of the road and, I didn't get intelligence and I got engineers and it's funny how life works out that now, you know, here I am in construction. And at that point I thought my life was over, but it, it all worked out. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. 
So what after you finished the army, what, you know, what led you back to what you're doing now? So I got out of the service and I uh, briefly worked for um, a national company called API Group. Um, they own specialty construction companies around the uh, the country, and um, I, I did that for two years. And I I don't know. I think with West Point, they ingrain in you a lot about leadership and like working for somebody else. I, I wanted to do something for myself, and I knew I could do it with my background. So um, I kept talking with people back home in, in Altoona. We have a VA hospital here, and um, I knew a lot of people at the VA hospital, and they were saying that all these outside contractors were coming in, uh, working there, and they weren't really having much success with them. Uh -huh. And I knew about the uh, service disabled veteran owned initiative and kind of looked into that and the stars aligned and I decided to move back home and be closer to family and, and friends and decided to start Servium Construction. Well, that's awesome. I, you know, I, it, it's funny how the world is, you know, I mean that we're talking now and I had worked with your father for many years doing uh, uh different kind of, uh, work with him some of the pre-construction work with him uh for years and uh it's funny now that now we're talking so tell us about your uh your company and uh, kind of what do you what do you what do you guys specialize in and uh that kind of thing so um we are gc and we specialize in uh drywall ceilings uh, mostly interior we do do some concrete work um, but we're signed with the local carpenters uh, here in Pennsylvania and also in New York. Um, we have an office in Farming, Farmington, which is right outside of Rochester area. Uh -huh. And then we have here in Altoona. Um, we've been predominantly successful in the government arena. So doing mostly VA uh, construction work. And we also have done Department of Defense work. We do a lot in the uh, New Cumberland area for the DoD there. Um, we've done some private um, educational with Penn State, meeting those set-aside goals. Um, so we've done pretty well. You know, we started out here in Pennsylvania, and then we found that there's a niche up in New York. So we decided to go up there, and um, we've been up there now for about six years, and Servium in a whole next year will be 10 years of of the business so well it's funny you mentioned about new york because we're also certified in new york and uh new york is one of those uh states that can really they really drive home the the uh authentic you know sdov company because they actually that yes. i'd have to say that was probably the most thorough review you know um yes that we've ever had from any state or any organization did you guys have the same experience yes um oh my goodness i was i actually went to their conference i believe it's called vetcon and ken i think ken it's his last he's in charge of that whole initiative he is a great guy and i think we were one of the first companies to get certified up there because I, I believe it only started i think right when we were starting to do work up there um, and, and it's a great initiative, and I find it's one of the best states to do work in as a veteran because they really try to 
meet that set aside goal. So well, Ken Williams has done a great Ken Williams. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. done a great job up there. And I'd have to say when during my certification process, he actually picked up the phone and called me personally, you know, and yep. helped me work through some issues. And I told him, I said, you shouldn't work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It, he's yes. Really good. I, he, he's, he's a wonderful man. And, and um, just talking with him is he's so authentic and, and he's really trying to get uh, work for veterans in New York state. I wish, I wish Pennsylvania had, that type of, of program uh, down here. So, um, so you guys are our SDOB contractor. Do you guys self-perform anything, or you're primarily a general contractor? Yes. So we self-perform um, drywall, uh, ceilings, um, doors, installation, um, pretty much a lot of the interior work. Um, mm -hmm. That's we tend to self-perform perform that. Um, and given the scope too, but mostly those are what we, we stick to. So, um, is there any kind of specific, uh, you said, you know, government is, is there any other like things you try to certain dollar value projects you try to go after or certain type of scope projects you go after, or is it more about region? Um, it's, it's more region. I mean, we, we tend to bid a lot of the VA work. Um, we, okay. we found a success with that. Um, and, um, our bonding has increased. So I actually do like the larger jobs at the VAs. Cause then you're kind of, um, I, I find the paperwork is oftentimes very tedious. So when you have all these small jobs at the time, you're doing a lot more paperwork on these larger projects. Um, but there's more risk, you know, with the larger projects, obviously. So, um, but, um, yeah, we, we've done a lot and then, like I said, the, the DOD side. Um, and it's funny because, you know, the veteran community, it's small. You know, it's it's funny how you run into people you know or people that know people. And um, when I bid a job out at this defense base out in Harrisburg, I ended up knowing one of the guys who works there. And then, you know, just talking with him, he, he was in the same unit as me. And they had a may talk coming out and he said hey you should bid at this and now you know we're on that so it's just funny how stars align you know with the veteran community um kind of to help each other out and to you know get some work so so you know over the history of your company what would you say is probably uh the most significant event uh that's kind of shaped the the history of your company I would say, um, you know, I think growth um, and growing too fast. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, you have these high expectations and you want to grow, grow, grow real fast. And um, obviously when you grow, um, you have to add on people, right? So um, investing in your people also. Um, I, I had a project manager in New York um, who who left and actually he came back, he works with me now, but I had to fill his gap and I was kind of growing so fast. I filled someone in there and it wasn't the right fit. Right. And it cost us a lot of money. So, you know, I think finding that, that balance of, you know, growing, but growing at a controllable speed and making sure that you have not just a body in that position, but a person that can do the job, 
and is truthful and has integrity. I think those are two very important things to find um, in an employee. And, that's a, and that can be a difficult thing to find in construction sometimes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes it hate, can be. Yes. I hate, I hate to say that because I, you know, I hate to give you know our industry a bad, uh, you know, bad reputation. But most of the people who are on, who listen to this podcast are in construction anyhow, and. Now, I'm not telling them anything they don't know, you know, so, right. but, uh, right. but, uh, yeah. And, and you had mentioned something that I just, uh, we, we practice the, uh, EOS model, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with their entrepreneur operating systems. There's like a cult following okay. among it's a five book series. And, and one of the items is when it comes to people is right person, right seat, you know, and that is so right. You know, you can have the right people on the bus, but be in the wrong seats and it may not work. And it sounds like that's the kind right. of experience you had. Yes. Yep. It was, uh, it sounded too good to be true and, and it was. So, you know, <laughs> and it's amazing how one person can affect, you know, your whole business. I mean, so, um, but it was, it was a bad hire and um, luckily we were able to come out. And I think I learned a lot from that, you know, especially in construction construction there's a lot of um a lot of gains and money can be made but a lot of money can be lost too right in, in an instant so um you have to look at that as well now talking about the future of your company um you know talk about that for me what does that look like i mean you're uh, obviously you grew a company from nothing to something and uh where do you go from here? What are your What are your thoughts related to your future, your company? Um, you know, I, I want us to grow a little bit more than where we are. Um, I, I think uh, right now we do a good job at those larger projects and managing those. But I'd like us to kind of get in with some of those larger GCs as well. I feel like we don't do a good job of uh, promoting ourselves for that set aside work. You know, mm-hmm. with the, the, the state stuff. I, I don't think we've done a good job of that with Pennsylvania. Um, I like people to be like, okay, if if I need a good woman-owned veteran contractor to do drywall, I need to call Serbium. You know, that's mm-hmm. where I would really like to be. And, you know, not just, I think obviously with this designation too, unfortunately, there's a lot of pass-through and, you know, they're not legitimate or, you know what I mean? There's, yes. that's the way of the certification processes, I'm sure you know. And um, I, I want people to know that we're, we're someone reliable and we'll, you know, get the job done. And um, I, I, I like where we are right now. I think we have a good size. We have two office locations um, and we have about uh, 25 employees right now. And um, I'd like to grow a little bit larger than that, but it, it's manageable right now and, and we're, we're making money. And, you know, I, I want to get some good good people on because I find, um, you know, you have to always look at succession planning and, and the future. And um, I'd like to get some, maybe more some project managers um, grow with Serbium. A couple of good points you had there is number one, controlled growth, because that's huge. You know, I mean, right. I don't know how many people I've seen go out of business and construction that just grew too fast and right. uh, got in over their head and didn't, weren't able to make it through. And then, uh, um, the other part of the, uh, of, uh, of kind of what you said is, you know, just being uh, aware of 
not just now, but what that what that looks like for the future. Where does that put your organization? And wish more people thought about that. I mean, I have a buyout plan with my my company uh, for my employees, um, but it's that's something that obviously consider it drives me crazy when i see these some of the, some of these people who are president ceos of companies and they have no succession plan right and i just i just think to myself well what happens if you die tomorrow you know what would right. happen not necessarily just to you but what about your employees what about your family right. you know yeah so, yeah um so um you know personally talking about you know some your skills and ability now not being hum humble here, because I know you're a humble person. You, you definitely come off that way. Tell me what skills and ability you think have helped grow your business. Um, I, I, I would say I think understanding and, and attention to detail with, um, I, I think, more the numbers side. Um, I, I'm really... I think I get government work. I don't know. Like, I feel like people seem to be overwhelmed with the government side of things and afraid of all that paperwork. And for me, I, you know, I, I love numbers and I love paperwork and I love um, kind of dive, diving through the weeds of things. And I, I find that we've been really successful in, um, you know, knowing how to do the right thing and getting it done and figuring out a way um, to do it. You know, I, I think, that's one thing I, people say, you're not gonna be able to do that. I usually can find a way to get it done or it's not manageable. You can't get that done. You know, you just gotta put a little time and effort into that and um, and figure it out on your own, so. So, you know, we have a, a, you know, a younger group of people that is with us and obviously we have a, you know, executive level and speaking at the executive level, what advice would you give somebody who is either an executive level position or or uh, is aspiring to be an, exe an executive someday uh, in construction? What advice would you give to them uh, to prepare them for what they have to go through and what skills they need to possess? I think you have to be, um, you have to know a little bit about everything in your industry. And you don't have to be the best at everything in your industry, but I think you have to fully understand the full picture. You know, um, I know that in the field, I'm not the best out there hanging drywall and doing framing, right? Mm -hmm. Have to, but you have to know about what is going on in the field to be successful. So if that's spending some time with your guys in the field to understand exactly what is doing, you know, what they're doing or how things are done, then you do that because you need to understand that aspect of your business because it's such an important aspect. I mean, staying in an office all the time is not going to get you anywhere in construction. You need to be out in the field first to figure out, you know, how many bolts it takes to do this X, Y, Z. And then, you know, when you get back into the office and you're doing your paperwork or your estimates, you, you know, you've seen it actually go up in a field because everything on paper is so much different than that actual real world. And I think that's something, if you're looking to grow in construction, you really have to understand that, um, especially from a construction management position. So what would you say some of your own personal biggest failures and successes that maybe you could share with us? Because everybody loves hearing a story. 
so that you could share with us uh, that we could learn from. And I always think it's interesting. Everybody loves the failure side of it because those are always the great stories, you know, but failures and successes. Um, I would say um, kind of going back to um, hiring the right people and, and managing properly. Um, like I said, I had a really good project manager in New York um, and he, he, was, he left our, our company for a better opportunity. And I hired a guy um, that on paper, he, he looked stellar and, you know, I interviewed him and everything looked great. And, um, you know, I had some jobs and he was winning a lot of uh, projects up in New York. And um, unfortunately, you know, like I said, it, if it looks too good, it usually is too good. And I really let him um, run this one project. It was up in Rome, New York. And um, unfortunately, I was um, pregnant at the time, too. So adding that stress as well. And I kind of really trusted him a little too much because I found out he wasn't doing what he said he was doing. And you really need, if you, especially if you're going to look at jobs outside of your area, you really need to make sure you have the right people in, in that project. And um, so I was actually pregnant um, with, with my son at the time and things just weren't jiving with what this guy was saying and what was going on with the numbers mm-hmm. and numbers apply. So I actually sent my dad up there because I was on bed rest. I wasn't able to, um, to travel at the time. And I said, dad, I think something's wrong. Something's going on with his job. Now, if you know where Rome is, but it's pretty far up there. It's like by Syracuse. Um, so he drove up for me and he called me immediately and he said, nobody's here. And he's telling you an absolute lie of what's going on on the job. Um, so I had to, right after I had my son, I actually had to take my son and go up there and terminate this guy um, for, you know, he was just not, not truthful about a project. And we lost a lot of money on that job. Um, so I, 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 that's a very long story. So I apologize, but um, I, I think just finding the right people, you know, and, and um, managing, having a proactive management, even if you have other stuff going on in your life. And that's the tough thing about being an owner. It's like, you never really get to shut off. You know, you always have to have that management cap on to make sure that things are running right with your business, no matter what's going on in your own life. So what about on the success (laughs) side of things? (laughs) Um, you know, and a success story is I would say trusting the right people. Um, this, you know, my, my New York operation. And I go back to that, um, uh, guy that works for me, his name's Clayton Potter. And, um, he, um, left and um, actually ended up coming back to work for me a couple of years ago. And it's so funny because with him, I just had a good feeling um, and we've kind of always kept in touch and he's grown my business up there immensely. And I think just, um, I've always kept that connection with, you know, people, I always like go out of my way to talk to people no matter where I am and, and finding those people. And with him, it's just kind of like, he's been pretty consistent um, as a, um, friend and employee up there and, and we've ended up doing pretty well up there. So I guess, um, finding the right person to fill those shoes again, 
um, to help to help you grow your business is obviously pretty important too. So. Well, you know, we I asked you from an executive perspective, kind of the advice you give executives. But if you were to give, and this kind of goes with uh, your experience in the Army, uh, and you obviously had a lot of great experiences, um, you know, being being part of, yeah, I, I consider, and you, I'm, Na I'm Navy, so, uh, you know, <laughs> so I, for me I to say, I won't hold that against you. It, it's pretty significant, <laughs> but, but West Point is, is uh, the, the school um you know when it comes to uh the armed services education i mean they if you look they're they're the school they're really where it was at you know they've been around the longest and when you think about leadership development and those type of things everybody associates that with west point but uh what advice would you give to somebody that was like yourself that maybe got out of the service or maybe he was younger and i really would like you to maybe focus a little talk a little bit about being a woman in construction because uh, I have several women that work in my company and I see some of the struggles they go through sometimes and I see the way they've handled it. In fact, I tell people all the time, the best project manager I ever had was a woman. And the reason was is because, and I hate being so broad based with this, but it's truth. Women have better communication skills by and large than men because they know how to read people, you know, they right. and, and that type of thing. What advice would you give to someone who's younger, you know, maybe a, uh, or somebody who's a woman looking to come into this industry? I think the number one thing for a woman to come into this industry is have confidence in yourself. Um, you know, I, I think it is intimidating sometimes to go into a room full of men, um, but understand that you have your strong suits as well. Um, and, and like what you just said, and kind of what I, goes back to you asking about um, strengths, I think that's one thing that um, myself, I, I, I do, I kind of can read people a little bit better. And I, and I feel, um, you know, navigating that approach as a woman, um, we have a lot we can bring to the table. So we don't need to be like kind of that hidden person on the wall. You really need to be confident in what you know. Um, and, and it is a hard balance as a woman because um, you can come off almost sometimes, you know, I won't say the B word, but you can come <laughs> off a little, you know, um, and, and, and it's hard because then sometimes you come off too much what I say about you or you're too passive, you know, and that's, that's a hard line. I, I especially mm -hmm. women were judged on that sometimes, you know, um, I remember one time I had a guy I went off on him on the phone. I, I don't know what was going on. It was something about tile. And he goes, last thing I need today is another angry woman yelling at me. And I just, I, I was just like, oh, I, I remember seeing red and I don't think I ever used the guy again. Um, but, you know, and it's, 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 that's a hard balance. But I think as women, you have to be confident that, you know, um, you, you can bring a lot to the construction industry and, 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 um, having that confidence when you enter a room and knowing that what you know is right and um, not being afraid to speak up, I, I think is is key um, in being successful in this environment. Well, that's a great piece of advice, and I, I, I uh, you know, people have a lot of different opinions on diversity. I personally think it's made my company better um, because. Mm -hmm. 
matching the right person up with the client and what their needs are is very, very important. And uh, right. I, I always say customer service is dead in construction <laughs> and, and I wish it wasn't. But I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to take a personal uh, quest to change that, but uh, uh, I don't think I, I'll ever change it fully, but, um, but great, great advice there. So we're gonna speed, we're gonna flip over to our speed round where we judge things. I need you to uh, rate things uh, on a one to 10 scale. I'm gonna give you a, a topic like scheduling, which is the first one, and you just get to give me a number, one being the least important, 10 being the most important. Now these, all these eight categories could be a 10, you know? So, um, and I hate doing it that way, but it always ends up, everyone's like, well, that's really important. Well, that is also really important. But, so you may want to explain why you rate something a specific number. So uh, with that said, on a one to 10, 10 being the most important, how important do you think is scheduling? These are all really important things. Um, I would definitely say, oh my, that's, that would be a 10 because at the end of the day, schedule is all the customer ever cares about. No matter if you have a shipment coming from Taiwan and it's not going to be there for two years and you have every reason in the book, um, the customer is still going to sit there and I want it done by XYZ. So making sure that they are aware the entire length of the process um, you know, where you're at and being honest with them about the schedule too, I think is really important, whether they like to hear it or not. But we've been thrown off a job because, not thrown off a job, but not asked to come back because if we didn't meet a schedule. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's it, it leave a lasting impression on, on the customer. Estimating. Boy, yeah. Man, you said these can all be tense, right? <laughs> That's why I don't tell people. Some people are like, I need to rank these. No, I said just, just in your opinion. Now, definitely a ten. I mean, at the the estimates win jobs, and they can lose them just as fast. So if you, um, you know, especially with as a general, you know, I've heard of generals not getting like an electrical number and winging it. I mean, that is a really bad idea. You know, you need to sure that you have every single scope of work covered in your price or else it will burn you and you will have a really bad job so that that is definitely a 10. so the next piece i have contracts which i'm referring to the paper contract and the other one is contract administration the execution of that contract um I mean, again, these are all tens, but I, I, mean, I would say with nine, I think the only reason I say that is um, you can learn. You might not be the best at getting out, figuring out that contract administration up front, but if you're willing to learn, um, I found even like with the, for Pennsylvania, DGS is, is a very uh, difficult, um, they have a lot of paperwork, but they'll help you along the way. So I think you have to have um, at least an understanding or willingness to learn um, whatever is required for that contract. And then, I'm sorry, you said contract. And then I said, then I said the actual paper contract. Yeah, um, that's, again, that that's a 10 because, um, you know, no one looks at a paper contract unless something is really wrong or going wrong. And that's when they always go back to the paper contract, especially mm -hmm. contracts 
you know, I've, I've learned um, you really need to make sure, especially as a general, that you have a strong subcontract um, with all your subs um, and, and even bonds, you know, making sure that um, maybe if they're over a certain amount, making sure they're bonded back um, to make sure that, you know, they're going to they're going to do what's required in the contract. Design. Hmm. <laughs> um, I find that design keeps seems to me keeps getting worse. I hate saying that, but I'm being truthful. <laughs> right now, are you saying in how important that is to me or how? Well, to your company and what you uh, do. I mean, yeah, that's a 10. I mean, you got to make sure it's the right job. But I will say it seems like the drawings are getting a lot worse with some of these contracts. So um, I think understanding the design and knowing the questions up front and asking them in the RFI process is so important before you actually take on a job because then you could just find yourself in a complete mess. So let me deviate here for a second, ask you a question, a follow up question to that. Why yeah. do you think the design is, uh, you know, your words, not mine, because I want people to yell at you, not me. No, but uh, but uh, the <laughs> the the. Uh, why do you think design is not getting better? I'll put it that way. I've just found from our from the VA realm. Um, you know, the last job we had, we had over a hundred drawing changes. I'm not sure what is going on. Um, you know, I don't know if it's because the market's too small, but it seems like a lot of the um, it, there's a lot of unknowns that aren't being figured out in the original process. And it's almost like they put on the general um, to figure out when I think a lot of it should be on, you know, in the design phase. So I think that's coming from the government side, making sure that if they're going to hire these, these firms, they need to make sure that they're doing a good job in the design process um, to analyze all the scopes, especially existing conditions. Um, I don't know if it's just because they're trying to get it done quickly and maybe they're not taking the time to do a thorough review of the process, but it just seems like lately um, design has been a big struggle, especially in some of these VA projects. So back to the speed round, accounting. Oh, that's that's a 10. Um, I, I grew up with a mother who's a CPA, so I know how important accounting is. Um, and uh, knowing knowing your numbers um, is so important. Understanding a balance sheet, understanding all that, because um, I, I find sometimes with companies we've worked at, you know, they they have a lot of guys that know know the field trades, but then they know nothing about what's going on in the office, and that's so important too, because you need to understand, um, you know, your gross, your net your equity and all that stuff to make sure that you're actually making money, um, which at the end of the day is why we, why we do what we do. So. Selling work. Um, and that's I, more of like a commercial question, you know? Yeah. I yeah. Um, for me, that's not, I mean, I don't know that I would say that's an eight or nine. Um, I, I I find that in construction, a lot of the time it is about bottom line, right? 
But at the same rate, you want to sell yourself to the customer, you know, knowing that they're going to get a good product. Um, you know, they don't want to be like, oh, Serbium, they were late on that job, which, I, you know, that goes back to scheduling. Um, but I, I think you need to get your name out there and, and, and market. I would say that is pretty important as well. Last and not least, leadership. Um, that's, again, that's extremely important in a business. Um, you know, focusing on those little things to your employees, um, because at the end of the day, the employees are the one that's driving your business and, and finding those right people. And, and people say, you know, they don't want to be motivated. They don't care about the little things. A lot of people do. You know, um, I, I find that um, you need to say what you do and actually do it comes a long way. Um, if people just think that you're only in it for yourself and, you know, you don't really care about the people under you, I, I find a lot of those people, um, you know, they're, they're not going to be motivated um, to do a good job. Um, but if they see someone in front of them that that's cares about them and, and wants to do a good job and is actually doing working just as hard as they are, um, they're going to be motivated and, and, and want to do well in, in your business. Well, I want to thank you uh, for being on my podcast today. And I first uh, first thing I want to thank you for your service. Um, you know, I mean, you weren't Me just in the Army, you know, but uh, but <laughs> the fact that it is a branch, at least you weren't in the Air Force. So I'll just put it That's that way, true. You know? And hey, Navy, Navy beat Army this year. So I know. Hey, you guys man. do have that going for you. So hey, every squirrel finds a nut every now and then you know so but uh but uh but i want to i want to thank you i want to thank you for uh being being a, a model for for uh not only uh veterans getting out to to do something within the civilian world but also uh as as a woman w women are underrepresented in construction and uh i think uh that's just that's a shame because there's a lot of lot that um especially with the women in my company they bring to the table that's so valuable to our everyday operations and, and i want to thank you for those two things and and uh being a and the last thing i'll say is being a mom and <laughs> running a business uh you that's an incredible thing to do uh it's i i can't even imagine how hectic your life has been at different periods of time and uh, uh i admire anybody who could who could do both because that's a tough tough thing to juggle um but as I do with all my um, all my guests, I give you the chance to have your have the last word. Oh, well, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And um, I, I just, um, especially for, as a woman, I, I I really want women to get in this industry because it's so rewarding. And um, you know, I, I've learned a lot these past ten years. And um, you know, I think the bottom line is if you put your mind to it, you can do it. You know, I never thought I'd be here 10 years later doing what I'm doing. And, and you know, we've we've grown in 10 years and it's because of the people we have under us and um, the people working with us. And, you know, I think is especially as veterans, um, you know, people get out and they get a little lost. And um, I, I think veterans have a lot to bring not only the construction, but a lot of industries, you know, they, they can figure it out, give them a task and, and they'll get it done. And um, I hopefully both veterans and women, you know, get involved in the construction industry because it is a great industry. It's rewarding and it's never a dull moment. And um, thank you so much for having me. This was 
this is nice to to talk a little bit about Servium and um, what why we are and how we got this far. So. Well, thank you for what you do, and uh, join us next week for another session of Connex. Thank you. Mm -hmm.